Welcome to Kinky Healing, a show about love, lust, and intimacy. We're going to be talking all types of sex, from BDSM to tantric to dry humping, anal, vaginal, erogenous touching, masturbation, phone sex, and even role play. Honey, you can have it your way, and that's without judgment. Sex can be revealing, and baby, it can also be healing. So come on this journey with me, the sexual intellectual, and you are required to be all in your feelings during this podcast where we talk about kinky healing. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Kinky Healing, another episode I am Dr. C.I., your sexual intellectual, and I am here tonight because guess what we're going to be talking about, baby? Penetration. The conversation is about penetration. Now, you're probably thinking, why, Dr. C.I., are you talking to us about penetration when you talk about kinky healing? And part of the reason is that I want you to understand some of the myths of penetration, some of the details of penetration different forms of penetration, and how to really navigate that in your everyday life, whether it is managing someone in your workplace or managing your relationship or even managing your damn self, because you need to understand how to penetrate your own mind, body, and soul. Now, the first thing I want you to do, though, is because we don't have a guest, we're going to practice a meditative minute, honey. Oh, yeah. So close your eyes and go on this journey with me. First, find a comfortable place. Sitting, standing, or laying down, whatever works for you. Get in that spot, baby. Now, once you get there, I want you to slowly close your eyes. Slowly. And think about nothing. Now, in order to get you into a relaxed place, as you're closing your eyes, inhale a deep breath for four seconds. Count with me now. One, two, three, four. Now hold it for four seconds. Now exhale. Four, four, three, two, one. Feeling a little bit more relaxed? If not, let's do this together one more time. One, two, three, four. Hold. Four, one, two, three, four. Now exhale for four. Three, two, one. As you feel yourself become more relaxed from your toes all the way up to your legs, to those hips, past your belly button. I mean, we hitting all the chakras. I just want you to close your eyes and relax and listen to the sound of my voice. Now listen to these beautiful sexual sounds. Baby, we talking about kink. So our meditation is kinky. 
and go to a place where you feel comfortable sexually or uncomfortable. Let's meditate. Mm. Oh, yeah. Now, as our meditation comes to a close, I want you to breathe in again for four seconds. Four. Three. Two. One. Hold it. Hold that breath for four seconds. Now exhale for four, three, two, one. Now slowly open your eyes and let your breathing come back to normal. Thank you for joining me in that short journey. Now, once again, as we're talking about penetration, I know many of you will hear me say that word and you'll start to think immediately about some of the myths. And we're going to call this our bottom line. Y'all hear that bottom line? When I say bottom line, I'm talking about getting rid of all the myths of what it means to be penetrated. Now, the first thing I want you to remember is that, number one, penetration is not just physical. So you can penetrate someone's body, but you can also penetrate their mind psychologically. So when you hear the term penetration, I want you to think about mind, body, and soul because we're going to get into some of that. The next is that there are many ways to enjoy sexual penetration and or pleasure. For example, when I talk about many ways, let's talk about the diversity of penetration and how it is enjoyed and brings pleasure. I'm talking about the fact that people have different body types, that people have different desires, that people have different kinks, and often the need to go beyond traditional methods or ways of sexual intercourse. What we call that vanilla, honey. And I ain't talking ice cream. I'm talking bland ass sex. Next, think about the fact that when you explore different forms of penetration from the physical to the psychological, that can often improve sexual connection and energy in your relationship. So that even if you're a person who doesn't always practice physical intercourse, but you get off on psychological intercourse, baby, ain't nothing wrong with you as long as you ain't hurting nobody. And again, you are practicing this with a willing participant, whether that is someone else or yourself. I feel it's important to always reiterate that. And as you think about different forms of penetration, there's just so many different ways to practice new things. And we're going to talk about some of those. But first, let's talk about the definition of intercourse, because in this session, we're going to be talking a little bit about what is intercourse and what is outer course. Some of y'all are like, Dr. C.I., what the fuck is outer course? Well, let's talk about it. First, though, let's talk about intercourse and what it means. So intercourse is literally sexual intercourse. Let me be clear for those academics that are like, oh, intercourse can mean something scholarly. No, sweetheart, I'm talking about sexual contact that involves some form of penetration. Okay, so intercourse is literally a sexual act that involves some sort of penetration. Now, remember, sexual penetration means actual sexual intercourse, whether that is cunnilingus, whether it's fellatio, whether it's anal, or any other form of your body part intruding into someone else's body or any object 
that you might use to do that. Because, you know, in kink, sometimes people like to get that body penetrated by something other than a part of your body. And that is okay. Again, as long as you ain't harming and inflicting pain that doesn't result in pleasure for someone else, but results in malice and harm. Okay. Now, also, it means if you find an opening in someone else's body and you find some way to penetrate that with your body and or an object. But remember that when you penetrate someone, semen is not always required. An orgasm is not always required, even though we hope you would get there if that is your intention. It's not always required. Okay. So that's the difference between sexual intercourse and outer course. Oh, Oh, yeah. Now, Outer course means that you have some sense of intimacy with another person in some way, shape, or form. Now, we do some things in outer course every day of our lives, especially with another person, but we don't often think about it. So forms of outer course are things that you need to do on a regular basis, like kissing. When you're kissing someone else, that's out of course. And you know why kissing can be such an important and beautiful thing, especially if it's done well and your breath ain't kicking, honey, is that the power of a kiss can change someone's mood and situation. And it's often the gateway to being intimate with another person, right? It is the gateway sexual act of something to come. And I know some of y'all think about the fact that I've fucked or had sex with people who have never kissed me. And that, I'm not knocking you for that. I'm not judging you for that, but what I am saying is that kissing is a form of outer course, right? Even though your tongue can penetrate someone's mouth because it doesn't mean that outer course doesn't involve some form of penetration. It absolutely does because when you're kissing someone, your tongue can penetrate another person's mouth and or if you're kissing something else on their body, that could involve penetration. Another form of outer course that promotes intimacy is a massage. Think about when you get a massage and what that does to your mind, body, and soul, right? But it doesn't involve sexual intercourse of any way, shape, or form. Another form of outer course is something that I think many of you have probably done in middle school or as you were growing up. And even as adults, let me not limit it to children, is dry humping. And I'm not in any way promoting sexual acts of children That is not what I'm saying, but I do remember as a young child humping people on the side of the house and dry humping just because I felt like I was doing something. But to me, I had no idea or no language for outer course. I just knew that I had the urge to feel another human being up against me. And so I was dry humping. You might even do dry humping when you dancing with somebody on the dance floor and y'all both have your clothes on. See, there's various forms of dry humping. But we don't often think about those in our everyday life. Another could be a form of masturbation, because remember, masturbation doesn't always involve penetration, depending on what form of someone's body that you are touching or a sex toy, for example, might be touching. And you could even do mutual masturbation where you are practicing it with a partner, but you all are not actually penetrating one another. That could be a form of outer course, but we probably wouldn't even think to call it that, right? The next is oral sex. And I say in some ways, okay? For many of these, I should say in some ways, like mutual masturbation, sex toys, oral sex, anal sex, in some definitions, because you have to remember that sex doesn't always involve penetration. And so can many forms of oral sex, et cetera, like rimming, 
when you are rimming around someone's genital area or pleasure points or spots without penetrating them, that's still a form of oral sex, but it doesn't mean that penetration is involved. So that's outer course. Now, let's talk a little bit about the scholarship of things like intercourse versus outer course. How many of you have heard of SPT? Y'all know what that means. Remember, we talking penetration, baby. So I'm talking about social penetration theory. And what social penetration theory talks about is that when you have a relationship, there are different levels of intimacy that occur. And when you have different levels of intimacy that you exchange with a partner in some way, shape, or form, that is some degree of social penetration. Now, reading directly from this quote, social penetration is known as an objective theory as opposed to an interpretive theory, which means it is based on data drawn from experiments and not from conclusions based on individual specific experience. And one of the things that I found really interesting about social penetration theory is the need for self-disclosure, right? When one person intentionally reveals information such as your needs, wants, desire, feelings, and or even your personal motives. And when you do that, you increase the level of intimacy between you and a partner because, again, you have penetrated them psychologically. It means that you have been vulnerable enough to open up about who you actually are, what your needs and desires are, and how you expect for the other person to help you reach certain levels of pleasure based on those needs. So remember that if we're talking about what it means to psychologically penetrate someone, part of that happens when you are vulnerable enough to share and communicate with your partner and or intimate person who you might be fucking. It could be just be your fuck buddy. It doesn't really matter, right? But what happens is that you are vulnerable enough and within that vulnerability, the outcome of that is you penetrating the mind of someone else. It's about finding a way also not just being the messenger, but being the receiver in a space where you are willing to deeply understand another human being's hopes, fears, needs, wants, and desire. And if another person often, when we talk to someone like, well, we in a relationship and we talk to someone and they listen and then they act with the intention to support you and love you or show you intimacy or to please you, because love don't always have to be involved for somebody to please you, but I'm saying and they want to please you, that's a penetration of our minds because it allows us to want to feel vulnerable enough with that person. So when you think about social penetration, it involves a sender in the message and it involves a receiver. Now, for many of you who may be in a relationship that are looking to improve your sexual life or improve your level of intimacy, you have to be willing to be vulnerable enough with your partner. And also, your partner has to be willing enough to meet you halfway and establishing a common ground that makes you both feel physically and psychologically safe and to explore new ways of kink because that open communication can improve your relations in the bedroom. But first, you got to be willing to be vulnerable. And in order for a person to do that, you have to create a space for them to feel psychologically safe enough to want to feel vulnerable with you. And you know, Penetrating someone's mind doesn't just have to be a sexual thing, but because we in kinky healing, I'm talking about sex, baby. But 
If you want, you also do social penetration and create spaces in order to hear people's needs, wants, and desires because you are creating and growing relationships. We even practice that in the workplace, but we don't often think about it like that. It could be that you're not just about making money. It could be that you're helping a coworker achieve a goal. And in order for them to trust you, you have to be vulnerable in order to penetrate their mind so that they open up and trust you and it improves communication, therefore improving your relationship. Let's say that you're in a workplace and you have a manager who's very difficult. I can almost guarantee you one of the things that that manager's terrible at is communication. Think about when you are in a relationship with someone and the relationship doesn't work or that shit is going down fucking hill. It's probably because you are not communicating with each other well. And y'all are probably like, Dr. CI, what does this have to do with kink? If you are in a space where you are starting to identify and realize what it is that you like in the bedroom and what you prefer in the bedroom that's outside of your traditional sexual practices, that's considered kink. Because remember, the definition of kink is about doing something outside of your comfort zone sexually. And how do you think you get there if you don't communicate that mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally for your partner? I mean, imagine how difficult it is when you get into bed with a partner and you just attempt to try something new without letting them know first, and they may not be on board with it. That kind of shit can hurt your sex life. So remember, if you want to get kinky, if you want to be freaky, you got to be able to communicate that with your partner, whether it is verbally, physically, psychologically, in some way, shape or form, you're penetrating their mind. You got to be able to communicate it. Okay, even if it's with your body language. And trust me, when we're talking about kink, body language matters, baby. All right, y'all got that? Now, some of you are probably thinking again about the notion of intercourse and outer course. And what would be the point of doing outer course as opposed to intercourse? Well, let's talk about that. So what's the point of outer course is that you are practicing something that you think is safer sex. For example, let's say that you are in the heat of the moment with your partner, y'all kissing and touching and feeling and rubbing on each other. And then all of a sudden, you know you don't want to get pregnant, but you're not on birth control and your partner doesn't have a condom. And there's some sort of way where semen may be exchanged and or honey, if semen ain't exchanged or penis ain't involved, but you still having sex and you want to be safe and you don't have some sort of protection because it's condoms are not just for penises. Remember, there are vaginal condoms also to help protect people from STDs, et cetera, or pregnancy when having sex. So you might practice outer course. I'll never forget. I was in Seattle. I lived there for five years. And I remember I was sitting at the table with someone that I consider a really good friend of mine. And one of the things that she said, and I had never heard anyone say this before in my life was, I don't like penetration. We were sharing sex stories. We was talking about different things and what we like in the bed and what we don't just as, you know, having a conversation with friends. And when she said, I don't like penetration, I don't want a penis inside of me, but I love men. I thought to myself, girl, what? Because at the time I wasn't really thinking, what the fuck you mean? You want a man, but you don't want him to penetrate you, but you want him to give you an orgasm. And then I started to think about it like, hmm, it's interesting how we think about penetration and the fact that it only has to be 
vaginal or anal or in some sort of opening in your body and that it has to be done with a tool. And in that moment, I thought about the fact that hmm, penetration doesn't just have to be just a physical thing, right? The next is you might be, for example, on your period. I'd never forget. I was once sitting around a group of men and we were at a show, a theater performance. And one of the men that was sitting next to me, a good friend of mine who was engaged, had a fiance, and we were watching the show and him and another guy that were sitting next to him were joking. He said something about his fiance being on her period and that they couldn't have sex. So it was head week. And I was like, head week? And he's like, yeah, you know, we can't have sex. So she give me head because she don't want to have sex when she's on her period. Right. So there's those are just a few of the reasons how we practice outer course in our daily lives, but we don't often think about it. Right. Now, we've talked about myths. We've talked about penetration. We've talked about all of the things that you can start to develop in your mind in order to have a deeper conversation if you are headed in the space of kink and you want your partner to love you and pleasure you or have deep intimacy with you. And it doesn't just have to be a partner. It could be a fuck buddy or it could even be the fact that you are working to find ways of pleasuring yourself because something is just not working for you. Well, if you are a single person who is practicing wanting to penetrate your own body, you have to dig deep and do a lot of spiritual work about who you are, what your needs are, and why you have those needs. Because remember, in order to be broken open, first you gotta be vulnerable enough to reveal what it is that you're trying to heal and or put your energy into. So if you wanna increase your frequency and you're thinking about penetrating something deeper inside of you, there's a lot of spiritual work to be done, but that's a podcast for another time. And But I would recommend that you start by thinking about how to do that within your own mind, body, and soul, especially if you are looking to pleasure someone else and you have limitations, hesitancies, or barriers that have been created that prevent you from wanting to explore in the bedroom. Then you got to do some work to understand deep about where that comes from. And at the same time, respecting If you want to do kink and your partner doesn't, that there may be some trauma there that they're trying to navigate and you got to be willing to support them through that process. All right. Oh, (laughs) now I've talked to y'all about penetration. We've had some conversations about it. I'm interested to hear. Make sure you go to our landing page. I'm going to have the link in the description or you can Google Kinky Healing landing page. And I want to hear your questions about what you are thinking about penetration or even just your thoughts about what you think about this conversation and the needs and wants that you have within yourself in your own sexual and or intimate life and both. So that's been a conversation about penetration. I'm glad that you tuned in with me. I'm looking forward to hearing about what you've learned or what you've thought about and how deep this conversation can go. Once again, I am Dr. C.I., your sexual intellectual. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and follow us because I'm going to be dropping more knowledge and more interviews that talk about ways of kinky healing and sexual exploration. We'll see y'all soon. This has been another episode of Kinky Healing, where we hope King made you think. Have a great rest of your day.